0: Okay, we've all heard cash is king. In retirement, it's cash flow that leads the charge. Today, we'll dig into the cash flow in retirement and offer some other suggestions that can help you maintain your current lifestyle.
1: And now, The Truth About Money with Bruce Weinstein and Tim Travis. Welcome to The Truth About Money with Bruce Weinstein and Tim Travis, both fiduciary firms, Bruce of Premier Southwest Planning Group, a registered investment advisory firm, and Tim Travis, CEO of T T Capital Management. And we are talking all about cash flow today. Guys, I like to tell people that cash is king. Do you still do you still say that, maybe to your kids or to your clients? Well, cash is king, son. <laughs> uh Bruce, do you say that to your daughter?
2: I certainly would agree with that, Jackie. I think that I think that cash right now is more valuable than it's been in really the last 20 years. You know, for so long the banks and and bonds were paying absolutely nothing and finally savers are being rewarded and are able to, you know, get really Uh, nice income streams from their cash. So I I don't think cash has been this important in, in, you know, decades. That's for sure.
1: I love it, Tim. Thanks for saying that. I, you know, um, if you think about all the things we used to call it, what bread, capital chips, Jack, it's all about the cash. And I tell people that I, I started a movement among my friends. I'm like, go get cash and spend it throughout your weekend. Go to the ATM, get some cash, and then pay cash to the coffee shop. And I found people, even some small businesses, appreciate you when you pay cash. And I think that Oh, that's- they do
2: for sure. It, it makes a big difference and you, you know. get uh, rid of those interchange fees that all the credit card companies uh, use. So so I'm a big proponent of cash as well. And it's, it's always nice to have a little cash on hand. I know kids always love it. My, my little girls are always asking for a dollar Aww. selling me their, their Halloween candy and stuff like that for, for money. <laughs> so uh, I encourage the, the entrepreneurism- uh, <laughs> Early in life, that's for sure.
1: (laughs) That's really cute. I remember a friend of mine, her dad, we always thought he was just a high roller, but he owned his own business and he would start the weekend with five $100 bills in his wallet. And he always used to tell me, well, that's because you don't know what's going to come up, hon. And I just thought that that was so extravagant. But I really I still like that theory of starting out the weekend with some cash and uh, cash flow and retirement, of course, a critical factor. And you guys can help folks determine the financial freedom for their golden years if they consider certain things like the importance of cash flow and retirement, like income sources. Do you want to address that, Bruce?
0: Cash flow and retirement is 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 really everything. So when we talk to our clients, um, we're always talking to them about an income stream. Uh, we don't save necessarily, talk about just saving and compounding money for retirement. Mm-hmm. We're We're really getting more into the strategies of how to create the maximum income stream. So cash flow and income, as long as you maintain a relatively good expense ratio is really the focus so we can't control what you spend okay Mm -hmm. but certainly we can control what the income streams will be by using different strategies that we've um, come up with over time and they're not anything that are magical They're just different strategies that we teach people to create these higher income streams and and how do we do these I mean that's why you want to talk to us and that's why you want to call us because there are quite a few of them and I guarantee you that it's it's so simple. But, you know, these are not things that we hear a lot of other advisors talk about. So maybe you want to give them our phone number. Sure. Happy to talk to you to set up time.
1: Yeah, I kind of picked that uh, little cue up from you. I was about ready to give that number, (laughs) 800-796-9912. It's 800-796-9912 here at the show called The Truth About Money. And that's Bruce Weinstein that you just heard. And Tim Travis is on there. And boy, we've been having some fun talking a little bit about cash and and, uh, how great it is to remember that we still have it available to us. And when you talk to your clients, certainly you cover expenses when you're talking about budgeting and so on and so forth. But expenses are really important, right? To have a clear understanding of what those are going to be going into and through retirement.
0: The hardest thing about that, I think, Tim, about expenses are the wealth eroding factors. I mean, your expenses go up as inflation goes up. So everything is getting more expensive. And I'll give you a A very, very, very good example from an insurance position. And I've spoken to colleagues in my business that are in the home and car insurance business. Um, we, We help our clients and family and friends out with that. We, you know, I've been in the business so long that it's just natural that I offer those services. Right. But more importantly, the worst is I've ever seen it. And I've talked to guys in the business for 40 years. Car and home insurance is so bad. And you want to talk about budgeting for expenses. How do you come up with a budget to pay for a car insurance policy on a 23-year-old that's $500 a month? I I don't really know anybody, no matter how much money you make, that is a number at $6,000 a year it's more expensive than the car payment. Yeah. So yeah, car insurance is, is a perfect example, and home insurance and car insurance, a perfect example of what happens in expenses that you don't know about. And that's because of inflation and the supply chain and everything that's happened during COVID. It's like I said, I've spoken to probably three or four colleagues in the business for 40 years, They are saying they've never seen it this bad. You have one claim, they cancel you. You can't get a new policy for people. It's too expensive. I just don't know what's going to happen in the future. But all I can tell you is when you go into retirement, you better have the three things. And one of the three things in in this order is income, uh, um, liquidity, and legacy in that order. So your liquidity better be high enough to pay for extra costs as you go along. So your, your planning should always go to those three factors. That's, I mean, I don't know what Tim yeah. is seeing um, from a perspective of, of some of the clients that we work with and that he's, you know, managing their money, obviously. So, I mean, we do it together, mm-hmm. but I'm just thinking of something that just came up recently. I was at, a, at an event on uh, Sunday. And I was talking to another uh, insurance agent about this and asking him if he has the same problem. So
1: and he does. very important. Yeah. yeah, It's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. You know, it's
0: insane <laughs> what's going on right now. And it, and you know, we're independent. So we're looking at every different company out there. We don't work for state farm or all state. Those are called captive agencies. Um, for example, in Florida, um, I have a, a, a office in Florida and uh, my son lives out there too. And You cannot buy. I can't even insure my own cars in Florida. I have to go through a captive agency like Allstate. And when I quoted putting him on my existing policy, uh, which is with uh, Safeco, Uh, it's a pretty well-known insurance company owned by Liberty Mutual. Listen to this premium. Instead of $500 a month, the premium was $2,300 a month. What? I can't make this up. I called the service team that we have there and this guy was out of his mind. He was like, I I can't believe this. I I just, I've never seen anything like this before because you can't even get flood insurance. There's only one company. Mm -hmm. It's very, very difficult to insure properties in Florida right now due to the hurricanes. So these things that happen over time that are unexpected have to be planned for. And just because you think you have enough money, you have to think about the things that can potentially happen in the future in your budget that that you're not thinking of, that we would need to bring up through specific examples of our plans that we do for people every single day. Sure. Cash flow is a huge issue.
1: Yeah. Cash
0: flow and expenses are a huge issue. It's going to make the difference of your lifestyle.
1: I appreciate what you said about the car insurance, you know, and uh elaborating on that, but we really don't have an option, you know, where we live, you have to have a car. You there's no, you know, subway, there's no there's no way. There's such limited public transportation and plus you'd bake to death standing there waiting for the bus. <laughs> (laughs) I don't know who does that. You know, you could take your life into your hands. You have to have your own car. So they really do have have you where they want you. I thought, Tim, maybe talk about some investment strategy items uh, to do with getting into this comfortable position and to holding on to and building our money in retirement.
2: Well, absolutely. Um, You know, one of the things that's been a theme for the last 20 years uh, was that investors were having to take more and more risk just to be able to really, uh, you know, afford the expenses of living in retirement. So historically, the way it always worked was as you get older in age and as you retire, you're taking less risk in your portfolio, volatility risk, market risk, and you're depending more on the income that that portfolio can generate. But because of the Federal Reserve's zero interest rate policy uh, of the last 15 years, retirees hoping to do that really had no option but to take more risk put a higher percentage of their investment portfolios into equities and it caused real problems but now over the last 18 months the dynamic has changed and a lot of investors haven't really made the change for themselves yet so i think they need to kind of open their eyes and wake up to what's available to them because right now you know we're able to buy investment grade High quality bonds for six and a half, seven percent yields, which are just fantastic. And if you do get a recession, and you do see equity markets plunge and interest rates go down as well, those bonds that that we're buying at these you know uh, high single digit yields they're going to return double digits because the bonds will appreciate in value as interest rates go down. Uh, They're inversely related. So it's a fantastic time finally for retirees to really be able to take advantage of that. And I I know you'll give our number here, Jackie, because, you know, see what we can do for you. Let us build a portfolio and really give you the comfort in retirement that, that you deserve.
1: Here's that number 800-796-9912. 800-796-9912 to reach the truth about money with bruce weinstein and tim travis coming up next and i know you guys are big on this behavioral finance it's a whole field of study to help your folks i think i need a retirement shrink coming up on the truth about money Welcome back to The Truth About Money. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. Hope you're enjoying your weekend so far. It's really nice that fall is finally here, guys. Bruce Weinstein yeah. of Premier Southwest Planning Group and Tim Travis from TT Capital Management, both fiduciaries working together, working for you. To put your retirement in order, and I know sometimes you guys have to put on your striped uh, shirts and you have your whistle and cap in hand uh, to try to help people um, navigate, if you will. Well, you kind of have to be the guy that is watching the game, making sure that the rules are going right, and really engaging in uh, behavioral finance. I was, I was trying to make a football analogy, but it didn't go very far anyway. <laughs> whether it's a referee you know, Jackie, or Jackie,
0: it's funny. I- I just wanted to first tell, you know, everybody, yeah, thank you so much for, for calling us and allowing us to actually, um, counsel you, you know, like you're yeah. saying about behavioral, mm-hmm. uh, we we've had some great, great meetings with people, uh, and, uh, it has been wonderful to, to meet new individuals and, and be there for you in these, uh, anxiety driven times. Um, and, <laughs> <Right? laughs> Well, you know, you've got a, you've got a couple of wars going on and then people are seeing their money go down. Sometimes I, I got to say what I try to do is use very specific examples, as you've heard over the last weeks or week or two weeks or three weeks or yes. so uh-huh. in that, you know, I, I I had a great meeting with a, a wonderful lady that um, was from the radio show really wanted to talk to me about some things and started asking me questions. And, you know, she got, she got very, very nervous. And and, and I'll oh. tell you something that happened that made her more nervous than anything. First of all, she was getting sick as her money went down. So Tim just said, you know, oh. you're in a period of time where you could buy uh, bonds at a very, very, very favorable crediting rate. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that, you know, you can easily take advantage of. Also, annuities are very, very, very uh, um,
1: favorable right now, right?
0: Very favorable right now. Thank you for using the words. I wake up super early to play my amateur hockey game. I Today know you do that. On Wednesdays. I thought I'd help. Yes. So I'm starting <laughs> to, I'm starting to fade a little bit. You know, I've only been up since four o'clock this morning, <laughs> but <laughs> uh... you know, she was very upset about Watching her money go. And I said, you know, you can't do this. You can't be in in, in a situation where it's affecting your life. No. Then, unfortunately, one of the accounts was an IRA. And I said, "Um, I don't see any income coming from these IRAs. She says, well, nobody ever told me to take income from them. Oh, dear. I said, well, you're you're 80 years old. Oh, my. You have to take required minimum distributions. She never took a required minimum distribution. Uh Uh-oh. So... Anything's possible uh, and things are probable, especially for a a single woman widowed that's 80 years old um, and low income, you know, living off a social security income, has a nice asset put away, watching it every single day. uh, And we see, and Tim can comment more on this than me, probably, but we, you know, he would probably add to this. We see these portfolios with people in their 70s and early 80s, that are all in equities and mutual funds. That is ridiculous. It does not make sense whatsoever. Too risky, I was, right? I had an opportunity. Yeah, I had an opportunity to look at a pretty sizable account that I was referred to from a CPA, and I, I didn't end up doing business with her. And another single, sixty-seven-year-old woman, and she's got all her money in equities, and you know, she's got some luck factor there. I just said, why take the risk? You know, they're they're six, seven, eight percent bonds, you can lock up for two, three, four years. Why do that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are so used to uh, investing in these higher risk type of environments that, you know, you really got to think about this because at the worst possible time, it always happens. And you just can't afford to lose 50% and you can't afford, you know, people in their eighties can't afford to lose 20%. That's just not in the factors there. So Tim can probably comment more on that, but this is, this brings me up to the anxiety. And how we have to counsel all the time.
2: No, I totally agree with what Bruce said there. And uh, and yesterday I was actually having a conversation with a gentleman uh, from the radio show, and uh, he was he lives in our retirement community, and he subscribes to some newsletters, mm. and which are very common, and and the newsletters are advocating cryptocurrency, so oh. Bitcoin and e- Ethereum and. Look, I'm, I'm not saying that those can't be good investments. I'm not an advocate, and I'm not a you know Detractor. huge critic right. uh, of yeah. the cryptocurrencies. Yeah, I, I think you know you know in a portfolio could it have a role? Maybe. You know, uh, I'd prefer gold personally uh, to have a, a partial role, but but you know this 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 individual was being pressured by kind of the newsletters and some of the people's that people that he has talked to. Oh to have about half of his retirement in cryptocurrency. Wow. That and and that is so mind-bogglingly insane that it, it really left me, you know, without words almost. But but fortunately I was able to kind of walk him off that ledge. I mean, the the risk profile, the the irresponsibility of those types of recommendations made to this gentleman, you know, could have really impacted his life in in a terrible way. I mean, you know, these are investments that don't generate income. He's not in a financial position to take that sort of risk. And so it's, it's imperative when you're, when you're building a financial plan, when you're working with an advisor, you need to be very clear on what your risk tolerance is, what your goals are, and then, if you're someone that says, look, I'm willing to take a lot of risk, and, and maybe you're younger, maybe in your 40s or, or 50s, and you're willing to take a lot of risk, well, when volatility occurs and that risk is realized, the number one rule is you can't panic. If you have a good plan, you know you cannot panic, because I will tell you, the, the clients that have lost money with me in my career – are are fortunately not a lot, and it's it's direct result of panicking. Uh, so so you know that's that's really the number one rule when you get involved when you're willing to take risk. If you're not willing to take any you know market or volatility risk, like Bruce said, an annuity is an amazing fit for you. Uh, or there's or there's conservative bonds, and and you know there's all sorts of different types of risk and opportunities out there. But that's what we'll do. We'll build that plan. And make you comfortable and help you. I mean, psychology is a huge part of our job as financial advisors, and and we'll help you understand that and get through those tough times. That's that's why you pay us.
1: Sure, you're li- you're listening to the truth about money, and that is Tim Travis and Bruce Weinstein. I'm Jackie Selby, your consumer advocate, and what you're referring to, Tim, I feel like is heard behavior and social influence for that poor gentleman um, in retirement going into crypto. I mean, that's that is that's so irresponsible. Jackie,
0: you know, I saw the funniest comedy video on cryptocurrency. All I would say to people is explain to me how it works. (laughs) How does it work? Explain it. Of course, I can't. What are you going to say? Right. I can't. I don't know how it works. What are those? I mean, yeah,
1: the 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 places where they like do the I don't know the mining. I don't understand the mining. Do you
0: understand I don't, it? I don't understand it. I've been it's been explained to me fifteen times. All I can tell you is people no, grind mean, when I they're actually, up a ton of money, I, and I nobody a, talks when they're down.
2: I have a family member. He's an amazing guy, one of the most talented people I know, and uh, and he actually got into the crypto mining, and and he's got a career and stuff like that where he can afford to do that, and he has the the tech background to be able to do it. But even even for him, it was not a profitable endeavor. The costs are huge and stuff like that. So, yeah, people just, like you said, Jackie, it's, it's a, a herd mentality in investing that you really want to avoid. You know, I mean, often the best opportunities are things that are the most out of favor, uh, you know, in the short term. And, and one of the things, one of the core elements of our investment philosophy is a time arbitrage. Hmm. So because so many people are focused on the next three months, the next six months, right. they're chasing performance. The opportunities are there if you're willing to say, OK, look, I, I'm willing to take a three year time horizon on this investment. That's where you get the big the big wins, because like maybe maybe a company is going to have a bad, you know, fourth quarter and and an off uh, next year, maybe earnings are going to be down a little bit, but then that following year, it gets its big cyclical uplift. Well, just being willing to take that longer time horizon than others are willing to do gives you a huge opportunity. So, so that's a big advantage for us as investors: is patience and discipline.
1: Sure, and we're not talking about you know um, the, the quick fix of uh, going over to the casino east of uh, Pima Pima Road. Because this is, this is not <laughs> going to be a long-term strategy for too many people. Uh, practicing a bit of self-control when it comes to those quick and easy fixes are going to benefit you in the long run, is what you're saying. And I'm going to give out the phone number here, 800-796-9912, 800-796-9912. The Truth About Money is the name of the show. And you're listening to Bruce Weinstein from Premier Southwest Planning Group, along with his partner, Tim Travis, registered investment advisor and CEO of TNT Capital Management, both with very successful careers, both fiduciaries and looking out for your best interest. The number is 800-796-9912. And as you can tell, the radio show really does work. They're getting a lot of good response from people just like you listening to the show saying, hey, I have a need or hey, I have a question. Use the number 800-796-9912. And coming up next, we're going to talk about your fun in retirement on The Truth About Money. Welcome back to The Truth About Money with Bruce Weinstein from Premier Southwest Planning Group and Tim Travis from t and Capital Management. Jackie Selby, your consumer advocate, and I thought we could spend it if we've got it. Fellows, the uh, fulfillment and enjoyable part of life should be retirement. We talk a lot about the problems and we talk a lot about how people could get into trouble and how you can get them out of trouble. I th- thought we could touch on overspending. This is something that can't be ignored. Don't overspend. And t- Tim, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, how crucial it is to stick to your budget?
2: It's as imperative as anything uh, to have a, a successful and, and pleasant retirement. And, and it starts, obviously, in your working years. You know, I mean, what what, what we try to counsel uh, to our clients is to have a budget that incorporates enough money where they can actually put out, put away a little extra money each month and invest it. Okay. Yeah. So, so forget about credit cards. Uh, so if you're running a credit card balance month to month, you're spending too much, you know, and I know it's hard, you know, we've ah. all been there at one point in our lives where, where we've had that, but, but you have to have kind of a, an awakening of sorts and, and realize that you're paying I think the average rate is about twenty eight percent right now, so so you need to have a budget. Maybe that means, unfortunately, for some people, it might mean downsizing where they live ah. or or uh, not eating out as much. You know, especially in this inflationary environment, sometimes those are the trade offs. But you want to get your budget to a point where you're able to put away a little money each month hmm. and really start funding. That, that retirement uh for you for yourself and for your family uh, so that's that's one critical element the second thing is really just being aware of what you're spending your money on okay you know there's a lot of uh, it's so easy nowadays with automatic, uh, billing and and stuff like that. And we all use our cards for everything where, you know, you don't even really pay attention to all the different charges you have. So there's subscriptions and things like that, that you might not use. I know in my household, uh, you know, we're guilty of this. We have so many different subscriptions and, and it's very important to really, you know, follow your finances monthly and see, you know, if there's, if there's costs that you can cut. And the third thing I'd really discuss is, understand debt and, and, and how that can increase your costs, especially in this, you know, high interest rate environment that we're in. Okay. So, you know, things like credit cards, that's going to be your worst debt. Uh, you know, you, you do not want to run credit card balances. Even Warren Buffett would struggle to make money strictly on investing profits. Uh, if he was, if he was, uh, using credit cards as leverage, I mean, He's Buffett became one of the richest investors by compounding at 20% a year, your credit cards, 28% a year, okay, it's a good business for the banks, right? Um, Then you want to look at like auto loans. You know, now that's a huge problem for folks, because you're buying a car, which are already way more expensive than they used to be. But then now to finance that car, rates are above 10% for a lot of people. Uh, you know, even prime prime borrowers, you know, you're paying at least eight. And so this is a major, major problem. And so what that means, Jackie, is that you might want to buy a, a car that you can afford to pay cash for, mm-hmm. you know, or at least consider it go used instead of instead of new. Like these are our realistic decisions that could save you so many problems later on in life. So understanding the cost of your debt is is critical. So those are the few of the key things that that we really uh, educate our clients on.
1: I appreciate you saying that about the credit card. If you're carrying a balance, Tim, my money man here on The Truth About Money, you just said something critical that people really need to pay attention to. If you're running a balance every month on your credit card, you're spending too much money in your household budget, right? That's crazy.
2: Yeah, you have to be real with people. Um, I, have a, I have a client and it's a, a friend and uh, their whole life they've, they've spent too much money. They really have. They just exceeded their spending relative to their income. And so now they're in a situation in retirement where they're considering doing a reverse mortgage on their home. Is that bad? And yeah, I mean, it is bad. It's, it's, it's high cost. Uh, mm-hmm. it's very high fees. You're kind of locked in. So it's very hard to kind of reverse it because of all those fees. And, you know, so it's, it's two people, you know, husband and wife, they both have social security income. There's not much income coming in outside of that because they really didn't invest a lot in their younger years, unfortunately. So we're trying to kind of fix some of those things now, Okay. Uh, but they spend too much money and to stay in the same house, to have the same kind of quality of life. They they feel like a reverse mortgage is is the only option. I brought up you know it might not be a bad idea to do an annuity, uh, use use their home equity. They have a lot of home equity. Okay. Potentially sell that house and then and then use that equity to to buy an annuity, which will give them a guaranteed income and almost like a pension to, to supplement with their social security. But then the drawback is, of course, you have to, you have to rent a place mm-hmm. and they don't want to do yeah. that. They, they mm-hmm. like living right. where they live now. And uh, so those are the kind of the tough decisions we get into people. And And sometimes, you know, clients agree with us. Sometimes they don't, they don't always like what we have to tell them. Yes. But the, the quicker you get a handle on your budget and your spending, uh, the, the less of those difficult Nasty decisions you'll have to make later in life.
1: Truly, and you're listening to the truth about money, and that's Tim Travis talking about your debt and uh, Bruce Weinstein. I thought we could talk about ignoring healthcare costs. You can something. just call me Bruce. All right, hey Bruce, Mr. Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My mom used to call me Brucey. Saw so all my best friends and my hockey buddies call me Brucey. I right. give you permission, Jackie, to call me Brucey. <laughs> Maybe not on the show, though. That doesn't sound very professional. Oh, gosh,
1: Bruce. What about ignoring health care costs? This could put a strain on things. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually got a call from a listener. Um, works for a company. They pay 50% and his premiums for him and his family at 55 years old are over $800 a month. Oh. So, you know, what are the options that are available? Um, you can't look at deductibles anymore because they're already super high out of pocket costs. The maximum that you're going to spend every year out of your pockets are super high right now. So there are different types of programs that are available that, you know, are becoming more attractive. These, these, these shared plans, they're called cost sharing plans. Hmm. A lot of the Christian groups came out with them. Um, what do you think about In the beginning where they actually would share the cost. So. For example, you would have a claim and then you'd get like 10 checks in your mailbox helping you and then oh. you would pay for some other. So you're sharing and you'd pay for some others, too. So you're sharing in the cost. Um, there there are companies now, ones specifically that I'm thinking about that I've been chatting with over the last uh, month that develop the technology so you don't have to do that and they're they're not regulated by Obamacare now then you look at Obamacare and you and and I had a situation happen to me where the people didn't want to be on Medicaid and again it's not like they didn't plan to fail they failed the plan and we're Tim and I are getting them at you know 60 65 years old now well we had to we're going to have to take $8,000 out of one of their accounts. So they're not on Medicaid because they force you to be on Medicaid, but with Obamacare on the, on the contrary, uh, if you're under a certain amount of money, there's subsidy, so they pay your deductibles and a good chunk of your premiums. It's a really complicated Hmm. um, situation that you have with understanding the healthcare costs, because, they become a significant strain on expenses in the future. And you've got to come up with some ways to combat against this. The other thing that I would tell people is to really start looking at, you know, maximizing as much as they can towards their HSAs because those HSAs you can use as long as you want for healthcare expenses. There's no regulation that you have to pull the money out Um, for non-medical expenses. If you do, there's obviously taxes and penalties on that, but you're always going to have an increasing healthcare cost, and you can use these HSAs. So, if you want to start trying to self fund some of these expenses in the future, HSA accounts are great to set up. Um, you know, maximize your Social Security benefits right uh, there are so many rules. There used to be file and suspend rules when you're married to a wife or somebody's younger and then you could file and suspend it and then take a higher amount. They've changed the rules on that a lot. Oh, I would do a maximum uh, social security analysis and I would get it. There's uh, some some great software that we have access to that we can run some social security analysis. Okay. I've said it a hundred times. I bet you it's 40 to 50 percent of everyone we talk to. It's their highest guaranteed income stream. Okay. That's not good. No, but
1: because it's only what to 40 percent of their what they're gonna need?
0: Yeah, it maybe. And so, you know, what what I'm telling people in the last segment is about, you know, the emotional aspects of trying to counsel somebody through these complicated times and they're getting mm-hmm. very emotional over these things. Mm-hmm. Well, A lot of times if there's a way for somebody to pick up like even some one income, just something that's, you know, minimum, that's not going to impact your social security taxes or raise your taxes on social security. You know, like, for example, I have a older couple that are clients of mine and she babysits dogs. I mean, she makes a thousand dollars a month, extra money. Nice. So, you know, anything that can help you. I mean, obviously, we're 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 talking on this radio program on a great station where we can get out to the masses and Mm -hmm. we can get to you to try to help you financially. Okay. That's not going to work every time. So then we're looking at budgeting we're looking at strategies of maximizing social security benefits. And we're looking at, you know, trying to fix maybe some of the healthcare costs because it's a lot of people are not on social security yet. And then they're married to other people that are on social security. So you have that very high cost in retirement on one of the the uh, assuming you're married one of the spouses so it's getting very complicated And, you know, let us be the ones to make it simple for you. And we can make decisions together. a lot of it has to do with having a fiduciary be that person to run the ideas and take pressure off your marriage because it's very stressful. You think about the most stressful things in, in life when you're married is, you know, the health, your health, your money, right? Your family. I mean, those are three major things that we deal with every day in our business. Helping people, you know, how long is your life expectancy going to be? What are the statistics of how long, you know, because we don't want to run out of money. Mm -hmm. So what are the sustainable withdrawal rates? I mean, how do we maximize social security? What is the taxation on this? Mm -hmm. What kind of taxes are you paying now? Are there any strategies to reduce taxes while you're retired so that we can have a, a higher social security benefit that's being less taxed? Upon So, you know, these things that we do are, are, are extremely important in people's lives. And I know people are embarrassed, but don't, and I can't tell you how to be, but what I can tell you is, is just, just have a conversation with us. It doesn't cost you anything to do that. We can walk through these, you know, very complicated issues. I can't control how much you're going to spend, but certainly I could give you some very good advice and what some of the other people that I work with, not using their names, of course or anything, that you know everyone's protected by privacy here. yes, but you know the you, the you cannot pay for experience, okay? There is no program that teaches you experience. So let us give you some of our knowledge maybe that your current advisor doesn't have or maybe you don't have one. This is the opportunity to open up a conversation.
1: This is it right now. 800 796 9912. 800 796 9912. To reach the show, The Truth About Money. On the way next, your questions. And thank you for submitting those today. We're off to a good start. We have at least four questions. I think we can get to these guys coming up next. Questions and answers now on the truth about money on KTAR with Bruce Weinstein from Premier Southwest Planning Group, Tim Travis from TNT Capital Management. They work together and they help you. They're both fiduciaries. They have to act in your best interest and they are bound to privacy and to um, an independent way of looking at your retirement and for your investments. And let's see. Oh, and I'm Jackie Selby, your consumer advocate. Here's a question from Artie in Scottsdale. Do loan repayments count towards contribution amounts in 401k calculations? Aha. Tim.
0: That's easy.
2: Yeah, no. they, they do not count uh, at all. Uh, so your your loan repayments, they normally have to be done in around 5 years, uh, but no, they do not count as contributions.
1: In other words, that's a tax advantage or I don't know what uh, it could that. be. I don't
2: Okay. Yeah, it depends yeah. on how, how you consider it, but, but uh, you, you still can make the contributions outside of just repaying your loan. But generally, I mean, we, we don't really recommend, as Bruce kind of touched on last week, we don't recommend borrowing against your 401k for various reasons, but no, they do not, they do not count as contributions.
1: Very good. And uh, Jerry in Glendale, my wife's father passed and she was left quite a bit of stock, All the stock is in a single company that is a standard bearer. We don't need to access the funds and plan to leave the principal alone to grow. Is there a better way to grow the money right now as opposed to leaving it all in stock? Thanks, Jerry.
2: Well, very, very likely. So, I mean, we'd want to look at the stock, see the valuation that it's trading at, you know, because something is a standard bearer or, like, best of breed in their industry, it still matters what the valuation is, right? So, I mean, like Microsoft in 2000 had as bright of a future as any company could possibly have, and and they've really lived that out. But if you bought the stock in 2000, uh, not only did you suffer a decline of, of at least 80%, but it took about 13 years to get back to even on that. And so now the stock's done well, you know, the last the last decade, but-, but you know, investors that bought at too high of a level or held onto their company shares suffered a, a brutal, you know, more than lost decade. So we want to look at the valuation. It might make sense to diversify. Uh, it might make sense. Maybe, maybe if you're at a point in life where, where you want to take a little risk off the table, maybe you take advantage of some of the fixed income type stuff or, or, or other options that are out there. Uh, so that's how, how we kind of handle that.
1: Very good. Thank you so much. And you're listening to The Truth About Money, and we're doing questions and answers here with the team. Lacey has a question, and Lacey's in Mesa. Retiring in about a month at the age of 62, Bruce, I have a small pension. After 22 years of employment, they moved us all into a portable pension. I was grandfathered into the original pension plan, so in addition to that pension, I was offered a lump sum of which I would roll into an IRA, or I could get monthly installments for life. What's my play here, the lump sum or the monthly installments? Thank you, Lacey.
0: I know exactly what she's talking about. But I think the question, because this happened, it was called, and it was for the police officers and the firefighters. Ah. And there was, uh, I had a client, two clients that got grandfathered, and it's called a drop, but I believe you get both so Mm. the small pension was moved into a portable pension grandfathered in the original pension plan so in addition to that pension you're offered a lump sum so you get the pension and then you get the lump sum versus an installment we believe right now tim and i to absolutely take the lump sum and that's it's also called a drop and they drop this money, you don't get it anymore. You get grandfathered into it. So you take the lump sum because I the last one I did calculations on, uh, it was better to take the money and roll it to, to an IRA. So absolutely, take the money, roll it to an IRA. And because bond rates are so high right now, your income stream is going to be higher too. And there's not going to be nearly the amount of risk. So plus, again, you know, like we're not, saying that, you know, annuities are the greatest thing in the world. Tim and I are very much in the middle of the road. We're just advisors. We're fiduciaries. We're going to, you know, it's not as in everyone's best interest, but that's something that you should also look at because there's a big difference between a, a bond that you can buy and hold for a period of a few years at a certain rate versus a guaranteed income stream for the rest of your life. So now, because the annuity rates are so much higher on distribution, that is definitely something that we would have to look at both options, but absolutely roll it to an IRA, Jackie. And thank you for that question, Lacey.
1: Yes, that's a seems like a good problem to have. <laughs> I was going, woohoo in the background, lump sum. Um, you're listening to The Truth About Money, I better remind you. And the phone number is 800-796-9912. You have your own question 800-796-9912 or to get an appointment um and sit down and talk to the team because not everybody knows all the things that they know actually it's impossible i mean uh bruce does play a little hockey i think he could talk to you about hockey and um not good today (laughs) not very good today no (laughs) you were very (laughs) disappointed are you in the senior league over there at the Arcadia Hockey Club? Or- no,
0: it's not a league. It's a pickup game we've been in for like 20 years. There's same guy, same oh. deal. Nah, I wasn't too happy about it today. I what, wasn't happy with my game. What, but, what, what position know, do you play? <laughs> it any and all. Okay. Anywhere I, I can fit in. I see. Today I, see. I play defense.
1: Oh, and so you let one slip past the...
0: I did, a couple. Oh, Oh, dear. You know, I was really down upon myself. But, you know, (laughs) tomorrow's another day. It is. If I want to play Sunday, I play Sunday, too.
1: Fine, fine. Then you'll have to play another day. All right. So here we go with Neil's question. And we have Neil in Phoenix. My question is, when I start withdrawing from this account and only withdraw the long-term held funds, will I be taxed with the capital gains rate? If the withdrawals are my only source of income, then does that mean my only taxes will be whatever the long-term capital gains tax rates are? Hmm. That's a, it's kind of a confusing one.
0: Yeah. You know, if it's an IRA, then it's 100% taxable, period. If it's not an IRA, so there are two different terms that we use for money uh, in the financial world. okay and accountants use it too. And one of the terms is called qualified money.
1: Qualified. What that
0: means is that money that you have not paid taxes on. Okay. So think of any letter that the IRS or the government gives you. Um, 401k, 403b, 40, uh, f- uh, four, 457 plans. Mm-hmm. Um, any type of pre-tax retirement plans are called qualified funds. They're all taxable when you pull them out. Non-qualified funds are money that you have already paid taxes on and you've invested. I believe this is what he's talking about. And what I believe Neil is saying is that if I start withdrawing money from a non-qualified account and only withdraw the long-term held funds, okay, which is money that he's held for more than one year. Okay, I will only be taxed on the capital gains rate. That is correct. Okay, if he, if and there are, but it's a complicated question because in in an account you're going to see unrealized gains and realized gains. So unrealized gains are Tim, and you can correct me if I'm wrong are the money that you've made that are over a year old. And then therefore that would be subject to capital gains tax rates. You're paying taxes on the dividends in those accounts every year. So if the withdrawals are his only source of income, then, and he takes out long-term capital gains uh, on the investments, then yeah, he would be subject to capital gains tax, long-term capital gains tax rates.
1: Well, that's fair enough. Right,
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I think for the most part, I mean, unrealized gains could be short term or long term. It just, it could be unrealized. And like you said, you're going to be paying, you know, the the taxes on dividends regularly. And just to, just to elaborate uh, one of the things that, that a lot of people should look at doing, and a a great reason to give us a call is really doing Roth IRA conversions. So um, there's various limits uh, that, that, if, if you make too much money, you might not be able to do a Roth, which allows your money to grow tax-free, so you've already paid the taxes on it. But there are ways to convert existing traditional IRAs into a Roth, and that can be a very favorable way to reduce your future tax bills upon retirement. Um, so everything we do is focused on maximizing after-tax Uh, cash
0: flows and income. Uh, So good reason to give us a call and go over those. The backdoor Roth IRA is what Tim just said. Very good. Maximizing that opportunity based on your income tax bracket, if it's allowed, is a great strategy to start looking at.
1: Okay. Well, it seems like there's a lot of questions and you have a lot of answers. And if someone does not understand exactly what's happening with their accounts and what they're called qualified, non-qualified um, backdoor Roth, front door Roth, whatever, I mean, all of it was Greek to me until I started working with you fellows and getting all this great information. And in case that you would like to look at either of their websites, they're both up and happening. Tim Travis is at what is your website, Tim?
2: www.ttvalueinvesting.com.
1: Great. And then, Bruce, I just looked at your website. That's a pretty cute picture of you up there, Bruce, uh, standing oh, thank in fr- you. front of the cactus. And yours is Premier Southwest Planning right? Correct. Hey, I got that right. Well, it's actually
0: Premier SW com. Great. I'll
1: Great. I'll get it right, I promise. And I'll, I'll make sure that the listeners to the radio show get it right, too. Oh, my goodness. The truth about money. We have some fun on here and they put up with me and I put up with them and we'll be back again next week. Any closing remarks? I got about uh, 40 seconds.
2: Uh, just thanks so much for listening. We've really appreciated getting to know a lot of you in person and over the phone. So, yeah, don't hesitate. Give us a ring and, and uh, you know, don't be shy in relation to your financial issues we've seen it all and all we want to do is help
1: sure and even that first that first appointment um you know the get to know you session can be done on a zoom call or whatever right
2: 100 we that's
0: that's just fine yep
1: yeah good you don't have to drive out to a sun city every single time bruce do you hear me
0: it's okay you know i mean if we have to we have to the nice thing is, is zoom has really revolutionized the work environment it's good for everybody with efficiency of time yes um so either way, I mean, we're, we're here to help in any way we can. Um, some people feel like uh, they'd rather see us in person. Some people don't mind doing Zoom calls. We do both, but you know, either way. Either way. We if shouldn't... they come to see me and we go to my home office, I have three offices in Scottsdale. They oh. get to see my new puppies. Oh. And that should be motivation enough. Listen, white pup- golden retrievers.
1: Puppies are a chick magnet. So, okay, girls, here's the number. for the truth about money. We'll see you next week. Southwest
2: Planning Group LLC is a registered investment advisor. The content of this advertisement is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment advice. The views expressed in this program are subject to change based on market and other conditions. TNT Capital Management is a registered investment advisor. The content of this advertisement is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment advice. The views expressed in this program are subject to change based on market and other conditions.